0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book
1: Study. My name is Anita J. and I am a recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page XXIII. The very last paragraph, beginning as the message of recovery, and we continue through two paragraphs, ending the language
0: of the heart in all its power and simplicity. The first paragraph will be read for context
1: only, and we're going to focus all our shares on that second paragraph which will end the um, fourth, fourth forward, for, the forward to the fourth edition. Today's readers are on the 12 steps, Jane F., on the 12 traditions, Dion R., and the readers of the text are Terry H. and Julie R. The share ID number for yesterday, Tuesday, December 20th, is
0: 9374.
1: 9374. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask um, Julie, Jane F., to read the 12 Steps. Good morning, Jane.
2: Good morning, and thank you for your service. Uh, This is Jane F. up in New Hampshire. Very grateful to be in recovery. Uh, The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me share, I Thank
1: Thanks very much, Jane. And now I have asked Dion R to read the Twelve Traditions.
3: Hi, I'm Dion R, recovered compulsive overeater. Twelve. 12- the Twelve Traditions of Over of uh, Overeaters Anonymous: One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God as He may express Himself in our group conscious. our leaders are but trusted servants; they do not govern. Three, the only requirement of OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose: to carry its message uh, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, our OA group are never endorsed, financed, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. That's problems of money. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues; hence, the OA name but never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films, televisions, and other public media communications. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. I'll pass. Thanks so much, Dionne.
1: How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence require for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on the last paragraph on page x x i i i This is the we're doing the end of the forward to the fourth edition. We'll read that paragraph and then the second one the the very last one on the next, it's on the next page. The first one is being read only for context. We're gonna focus all our shares this morning on that very last
0: paragraph. And I've asked Terry H. to read it for us. Good morning, Terry.
4: Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Vision View. My name is Terry H. and I'm a recovered compulsive OB-Eater from Maine. As the message of recovery has reached large numbers of people, It has also touched the lives of vastly greater variety of suffering alcoholics. When the phrase, We Are People Who Normally Would Not Mix, page 17 of this book, was written in 1939, it referred to a fellowship composed largely of men and a few women with quite similar social, ethnic, and economic backgrounds. Like so much of A's basic text, those words have proved to be far more visionary than the founding members could have ever imagined. The stories added to this edition represented a membership whose characteristics of age, gender, race, and culture had widened and had deepened to encompass virtually everyone the first 100 members could have hoped to reach. While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, sweeping changes in society as a whole are reflected in new customs and practice within the fellowship. Taking advantage of technology advances, for an example, AA members with computers can participate in meetings online, sharing with with fellow alcoholics across the country or around the world. In any meeting, anywhere, AA shares experience, strength, and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. Modem to modem or face to face, AA speaks the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity. And um, I'm grateful to be here this morning and uh, to talk about this last paragraph on on the fourth edition. and um, I, w- I just want to focus in on on two, two lines. and the first line is "While our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message." So um, this tell- I, I just remember when I cracked open this book um, on on the title page in my book. My guide um, suggested that I put in there over the title page, protect the integrity of this book. And and what does integrity mean? It means honor, honesty, sincerity, wholeness, soundness, and strength. So so this paragraph talks about really two things, like the change and what hasn't changed. So I look at what's changed is the way that we communicate. You know, we communicate through computers, um uh you know, phone, um, but what what has stayed the same and um what stayed the same is the A message, the literature in this book, the literature of AA and um and so the other line that I want to just focus in on is any any meeting anywhere at A shows experience, strength and hope with each other in order to stay sober and help other alcoholics. And I think when I read this, you know, I, I immediately when um the traditions were, were being read this morning, I immediately focused in on Tradition 5, because what is, what is you know, what do we read every morning, you know, in Tradition 5, it says each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still, still suffers, and, you know, it, always, it was always pointed out to me, it's it's one primary purpose, and what is that, what is the message of recovery, and by carrying that message of experience, strength, and hope, so what does that mean, you know, it's, talks about what it was like what happened and what it's like now and you know i've learned that we come together by sticking to the message and so what is that message that we continue to carry and you know the message is you know the the 12 steps um you know the message the message of the 12 steps the message is you know how i've how i've been transformed um the message is that I have a way out today, Um, the message is I have a new way of living, and the message is hope, and um, you know, and really I get to be a part of example on how this works on a daily basis by carrying this message, and you know, what do we have in common? We have in common the language of the heart, we speak the truth, you know, we know what our problem is, and we know what the solution is, and that's, and we, we talk each other's language, and you know, I once heard a speaker say, and I love this saying, because, you know, we hear in meetings, uh, meeting makers make it, and I, I just heard the speaker say, and it made so much sense to me. It's not meeting makers that make it, it's message makers that make it, and um, and that's really the crux of this whole program, you know, to carry the message to the to the alcoholic or the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And I'm so grateful that I know what my purpose is today, and I'm so grateful that I get a, to be a part of example as a result of the message. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Terry H.
1: Who else would like to comment on that last paragraph? I'm this okay. is Bella
5: Kenishir. Bella. And okay.
1: Kim G. Sure. But, okay, wait. Hold on a minute. Kim G. And there was somebody Anna K.
6: Kay. Anna, Anna
1: K. Linda D. Linda D. Sarah, Sarah W. B. Sarah D. Sarah W. And there, who's the other G? Zen, Zen, Zen B. Zen. Yes. G. G right.
7: D, G. Like butterfly.
1: Oh, B, okay. (laughs) All right, that's a nice number. Let's start with uh, Bella, Tina, Anna, Kim, um, Linda D, Sarah W, and Zen B. All right, good morning, Bella, you're up.
5: Good morning. Thank you, Anita. My name is Bella G, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Anita, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a wonderful, wonderful paragraph. AAs speak the language of the heart. Yes, thank you, God. Now I understand this language because before the program, I was connected to my ego and I didn't speak the language of the heart, and I didn't understand the language of the heart. What does it mean, the language of the heart? You know, before the program, I was in a judgmental language. I was judging myself, and I was judging others. I was, you know, I wanted to prove my existence, so I was jealous. I was angry. I was... My language was a language of resentment. You know, my language was a language of fear because I was connected with my ego. I wanted to be sure that I am perfect, not only you. I believe that one day I will be perfect because I did believe that, you know, there are perfect other people that they are perfect. You know, before the program, my language was I wanted to be a winner. And always I felt the loser. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now I speak and I understand the language of the heart. What does it mean? It means that I am connected to a loving, accepting power that I call Him God. And yes, today I do believe that you know, we are all human. We are not perfect, and we will never be perfect. We are sharing our experience, strength and hope, because I was there. I know what means to suffer, to, be the, to, to feel the suffer. You know, it's not a program as a teacher. I am the teacher, and you are my student. I know better than you. It's not a program that I am a therapist and you are my patient. I am a doctor and you are my patient. We are all the same. We are going through the same thing. We are talking the language of the heart. No judging. No blaming. No putting you, pointing you on a finger. Oh, you see? Again, you are doing a mistake. No, we are talking the language of the heart because we are the same. We share our experience, strength, and hope. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much,
1: Bella G. And good morning, Tina S. It's you. You're up.
8: Thanks, Anita. Tina S. Compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Oh, yeah. I really love this paragraph. I remember when the, this edition came out? I was so excited. You know that it describes the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous and. And all the new technology that we have today, uh, in order to what was just already shared, you know, to, to carry uh, the message, you know, the fifth tradition. And uh, you know, one of the things that I like about it, it talks about, you know, we preserve the integrity, the truth, you know, the honesty of the AA message, and what is that? And you know, one of the things that I like about uh, continuing to do the deal in order to stay sober is that, you know, I, I hear a lot of people get online and. Do the online meetings or do the phone meetings, and this is just so that you know they can talk to their sponsor and say, "Hey, I made my meetings this week." And, and you know, and I, I'm I'm saying that because you know, initially, early on in recovery, I I was one who did that,
9: you know. But today,
8: in order to to reap the benefits of this program, you know, I, I got to give this thing away, and I am so excited about that. I am so excited, you know, uh, that that we can do this thing one day at a time and have the opportunity to. You know, that we hear, I'm in Florida, you know, and we can talk to people in Israel or in Turkey. And, you know, how
10: very cool is that?
8: You know, but but I, what I have to know is that my reason today, one day at a time, is so that I can carry this message and so that I can hear the message, so that I don't have to live the life that I used to live. You know, that we have a common um, solution for a common bond. I'm sorry, for a common dilemma which is lack of power and through this book, you know, it, it enables us to find a power greater than ourselves, which will, which will solve our problem. And with that I pass, thanks.
1: Thanks so much, Tina S. And Anna Kay, you are up.
6: Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. Thank you everybody. Good morning. I'm from Poconos, Pennsylvania. I'm very, very grateful, compulsive overeater, recovered. Um, well, Taking advantage of technology, technical uh, advances, for example, um, new customs and practices win the fellowship. Today, uh, this year, I turned 60, excuse me, 61. And when I was 37, 38, I took courses in American Sign Language, and all our teachers were deaf. And the language in this country is American Sign Language, ASL. Well, one of my teachers was a, a, also an actor. And he invited the class to share with us. It was such a privilege. He did one of the American Sign Language version of the big book, Signed. Uh, I guess it was filmed then. (laughs) And it was marvelous. And it was the opening of it. And ASL is a different language. And for the deaf, not all deaf people read English well, because English is not their first language. It was monumentous. Actually, I've tried to find it, and I haven't been able to. Maybe it's not, and I should check it out in one of the deaf colleges to see if I could find it. But it was beautiful and wonderful and reached out to another culture because the deaf culture calls themselves the deaf culture. And I just say I, I want to say that that exists and how wonderful that it could be for everybody, and we're all there to share it. And thank you for letting me share that. Bye bye. <laughs> have a great, <laughs> wonderful day, everybody. I pissed.
1: Thank you so much for that information, Anna Kay. And Kim G, good morning to you. You're up.
0: Good morning. Oops, hold on. I'm sorry, I was making my lunch. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I to put my blue tape on. Holy
1: really. Um, good morning everyone. My name is Kim G and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. While our literature has preserved preserved the integrity of the AA message, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, that OA has done this. You know, it, the, the message of the 12 steps as described in the big book, because, you know, we all of AA literature is approved by OA and unfortunately some 12-step programs have chosen not to do that. In Al-Anon and in NA and in GA specifically, I know they you're not allowed to bring a big book into the meeting. How lucky are we that our founders all the the wisdom and, and, and the fact that if the 12-step program worked in this book, then our 12-step program should also be, have this book. And my personal story is, um, oh, shit, got my silent timer. Uh, is that I in okay. 17 years. Okay, I'm going to take off 30 seconds off the mine because I don't know how long I was talking. Um, my story is that I was in OA for 17 years, and I really honestly was just working the fellowship. You know, I was taking what I want, I leave the rest, I had periods of relief, but I never, ever had freedom from this disease. So I'm in the midst of a five-year relapse, 17 years in. I broke my ankle on bed bound. And for the first time in my life, I call into a fo meeting, not this one, because I didn't need to do it. I had tons of meetings, face-to-face meetings. But I heard the integrity of this message in this book, and my brain was blown away from my memory, we were on page 25. It talked about a deep and effective spiritual experience, and I had to concede. And i yet another relapse, what I'm doing isn't effective. And I also read on page 25 that we had two alternatives. One was to blot out the consciousness of our intolerable situation, and the other was to go for spiritual help. Well, I spent many years in Novois Anonymous thinking that intolerable situation is being in the food. And if that is my intolerable situation, it makes sense to me why I thought abstinence was the answer. But it was described to me on this meeting that the intolerable situation is being abstinent. Abstinence is painful. Abstinence sucks. Being abstinent in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, that's a long 24 hours. And when I'm in that state of restlessness, irritability, discontentment, I'm in an intolerable situation. I have two alternatives. One is to blot out the consciousness, pick up the food, And the other is to go for spiritual help, which is to pick up the steps. And I was asked, what is my decision to be? And let me tell you, in six weeks of working these steps as described in the big book, I found freedom after 16 years trying to white-knuckle it and bully my way through this program. Let me tell you, during the holidays, I have binge foods in my house right now for my family. There's binge foods all over my office. I am not white-knuckling it. I'm not one by your way. It is neutral. I have freedom. If you want that, try this book. Try what it says specifically. Try what it says precisely. And let me tell you, I know this book, but I don't read this book. I discuss it in meetings, and I show other people this book. And by showing other people this book more and more, I get the freedom that I've had for the last six years. In steps one through eleven we get the message and in steps twelve we carry the message and that way we keep the message. Thank you very much. With that I pass. Thanks so
0: much, Kim G. Good morning, Linda D. You're up. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D from Connecticut.
11: Well, uh what I am so great, first of all, I'm so thrilled totally relieved and grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater. Four years. It's unbelievable, but it's real. Um, Everything that Kim said, ditto. So I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, My my single thought is the language of the heart to me is compassion. When I was um, an active addict, food addict, a compulsive overeater. um, I was numb, and that's the only way I knew to be in order to live. I didn't even know I was numb. I just did the best I could. And if you're a compulsive overeater like me with a history like me, you know what I'm saying. I lived from the neck up, and the rest of my body um, I just dragged around at the end. Um, And today, being a recovered Compulsive overeater, the language of the heart is that I'm not frozen, that I care about people in general, all over the world, that I feel compassion, that I can act on that compassion. And it extends, of course, into people in the program. Of course, that's part of the, the deal. And it's wonderful. The other part is that's really special and personal is that when I look in the mirror, I have compassion for me. And I can laugh at me. And I can cry for me without self pity. And I can be there for me and stand up for me because I have a higher power and all of you. And for that, I am eternally grateful and filled with tears of gratitude thank you i pass
1: thank you so much linda d and now we have sarah w followed by zen b good morning sarah
12: good morning anita thank you so much for your service sarah w grateful recovered compulsive a reader from shenandoah iowa um <clears throat> yeah i really love what's being said here too i i'm grateful that the literature has been preserved and that the integrity of the A message is in there. Um, on the other side of it, I really see so many of us have, have suffered through relapse and the pain of, you know, coming back and the pain of, you know, gaining an enormous amount of weight. I was one of those, you know, 100 pounds up from, you know, I lost 80 pounds and then came back. Of course, the disease is progressive. and And the thought that comes to me is the amount of humility it takes to just, you know, to say, you know, I need help. You know, I'm 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 ready to go. I'm ready to really do the work. And um you know, uh I really look at it, we can't we can't beat our wounded, you know, when people are coming back, it's so hard to begin with and to just reach out our hand uh to speak the language of the heart and let people know that there is a solution that it can happen even if you've been through multiple relapses. I mean, it can happen for anybody. Um, There's nothing about any of us that have recovered that's special. I think the only thing is that we've stuck around or that we've come back and we've been willing to do the work. And, you know, it is uncomfortable, as other people stated. You know, it's uncomfortable to go through a period of abstinence uh, before you're finished with the steps and to really feel, um, you know, all the things that we've been numbing out over. Uh, But, you know, we have a fellowship that can help us through that. And um I was thinking about the vulnerability that we as recovered people, need to share with people that we felt this much pain too uh, and and thank God it reminds me when people do come to me that are suffering that I need to remember that i don 't want to ever forget that pain because i don't want to have it anymore, and I too have food all over the place, and we 're going to be traveling and I'm grateful that there are meetings all over the world, all over the country that we can go to but You know, I think the idea of simplicity, the idea of keeping it simple, and the idea of believing that this program can work for me needs to really be there, that I need to remind myself all the time if I'm struggling that I can have this, that there is the hope that this program can work for me and that there are other people along the way that will lend a hand and help. But we have to do the work. And I was thinking the thing I heard years ago was it's not the meeting makers that make it, will that take the steps that make it? And with that, I pass. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Sarah W. And Zen V, you're up next. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, my name is Zen. I recovered
7: compulsive overeater from calling from London in the U.K. The integrity of the AA message. And what is this AA message for me? It is very simple. It is, there is a solution. Life does not have to be like that. I do not have to be desperate, lonely, crippled by fears and addictions. There is a solution. It is to send my whole life over to the care and the protection of my higher power. Surrender, surrender, surrender. It is simple, but not easy for me. So I use the slogans gathered in the OA rooms, which help me remember the AM message. These slogans are easy, does it? Think, think, think. In doubt, don't. Keep coming back. Don't leave the rooms before the miracle happens. Keep the focus on yourself. You can recover. You are not alone. When I cling to the AMSH, one day at a time, my corrupted belief system loses its power on me. One day at a time, I believe more and more that life is beautiful and colorful spiritual experience, that I deserve to live fully because I am good enough, exactly as I am today because I am the loving child of a loving higher power. I feel it is my responsibility to pass on this beautiful message. It is also my responsibility to pass on the integral message, which which is, the program works if you work it. There is no room for negotiation with the steps. My disease currently wants me to negotiate. I am willing to pray my disease tells me that I have no time for meditation I know by experience I cannot negotiate with the program if I really want the A promises to be happy
1: joyous and free with that I pass thank you thank you so much Zen B and who else would like to share
10: this is Larry. Harlan, Harlan G.
1: Larry Harlan
10: Larry Harlan
1: I'm ah Melissa C. Okay, just hold a minute. Nessa
0: and Melissa C. And Matt M. Kathy K. Kathy K. Leah M. And Leah M. Fine, let's just stop right there and see how we are going. Good morning, Larry K. You're up. Larry, I watched you last week too. Are you there? All right, Larry. Can you hear I'm me? Gonna...
9: I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I apologize. That's alright. Please. Good morning. Uh, forever, forever human. Forever human. Okay. <laughs> Larry K. Recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. I'm going to dock myself a minute just for that. Um, okay. So I I um I really appreciate the fact that we have, you know, that our literature that we've, you know, we've maintained a commitment to this literature. <clears throat> One of the reasons I am is because you know in society, you know, you you could Google. Um, The notion of relapse as a normal part of recovery you know and and it may be it may be Um, depends how you define that term you know I know I know once I followed these steps precisely once I was convinced that there was no other way and and, uh, and I followed these steps precisely not knowing what the outcome would be only because I hadn't experienced it yet but when I followed these steps precisely, something happened, a change happened. And relapse is no longer a part of my life anymore. Now I don't say that from um from a hilltop. I mean that that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy for me to say that like uh you know, from a from a high and mighty position, oh relapses. No, 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 because it was my experience. I don't know that I ever relapsed, I don't know that I was ever I believe I was never recovered. I was never in fit spiritual condition uh, in order for the changes to occur it required uh humility it required getting rid of false pride that would happen God would effectuate that if I followed these steps precisely so relapse is no longer part of my life that is a fact and i and I do have to remain in fit spiritual condition I try to you know I try to follow these steps as precisely as I can every day I try to Program is not something I do, like I heard Leah say one time, and I steal a lot of what she says. Um, program is who I am. <laughs> program is not what I do, it's who I am. And these, this literature drives my life. It drives my life. It's a good delusion to have, good delusion to have. If it is a delusion, it's a wonderful, wonderful delusion. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
1: Thanks so much, Larry Kaye, and good morning, Carolyn. and
10: gee. Mm-hmm. Carlin G., Scottsdale, Arizona. Can I be heard? Recovered yes. compulsive over here. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. And thank you for your service this morning and, and to all Team Wednesday for your service this morning. What are we really talking about in this paragraph? We're talking about some changes and some things that don't ever change. Some of the candies that I see at holiday time change. The wrappers change. The brands change. The ingredients change. The cookies change. The cakes change. But people don't change. When I came into these rooms in 1979, I was about 550 pounds. I walked into a room in Skokie, Illinois, and I saw a bunch of people and I wondered what they were doing there because I was two, 300 pounds bigger than any of them and 30 years younger than any of them. And what happened? I started hearing my craziness, my mishigas, coming out of their mouth. They spoke things, they talked about things that I believed were secret unto me. These ideas of what I had about how much I wanted to eat and how I stayed awake one night, the night before the Shamrock Shakes came out at McDonald's, I was so jacked up I couldn't sleep. And I believed that these thoughts were secret unto me until I heard them coming out of someone else's mouth. And so more than information, I was seeking identification. And the fact that I wasn't alone was a fact that emancipated me and began a process that saved my life today, a process of recovery. So whether it comes over the phone, whether it comes over a modem, whether it comes by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or whatever, there is one thing and one thing only that is very, very important about this message, that it be carried by someone who has the depth and the weight to carry it, someone who is a compulsive overeater. Not someone that's going to tell me to push myself away from the table, not someone that's going to tell me to lift weights or run around the block. That's nourishment, that's nonsense, that's foolishness. Someone who suffers from this illness, June 10, 10th, 1935, Dr. Bob achieves a day of sobriety. He was carried a message by Bill Wilson, who was another alcoholic. June 26th, 1935, they carry a message together to Bill Dotson. July 4th, 1935, Bill Dotson walks out of Akron City Hospital sober, After having the message carried to him, never to drink again until the day he died, he remained bone dry. Has anything changed since then? Absolutely not. The language of the heart, the language of the soul, the language of that deep, heartfelt communication never changes. And every one of you on this line sends me a signal that I am not alone. And the thought that I am not alone comforts me because I always thought I was, you saved my life. Thank you for that. And with that, I'll pass.
1: Thanks so much. Um, good morning, Nessa R. You're
13: up. Hi, good morning. Vision for you. This is Nessa R recovered in Toronto, Canada. I, I want to talk about the integrity of the message. Um, um, Integrity um, in the um, Merriam-Webster dictionary says firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values, and an impaired condition, the quality of state or state of being complete and undivided. Um, and then it's followed by this three, this tiny three little uh, letter word, uh, the, the meaning a specific specific message, integrity of the message and what is their message, you know, and this is what eluded me the first nine years I spent in these rooms because I thought the message was come to meetings. Get a sponsor. Speak to your sponsor every day. Um, you know, call people on the phone and tell them your problems. Um, read literature. It doesn't matter what literature. Daily readers. It doesn't really matter. Read program literature. Um, have an action plan. Um, you know, practice anonymity, etc. And immerse yourself in the slogans. You know, the most slogans that that I memorize and I can quote. Um, you know, that's that's going to that's gonna get me um, where I want to go. But that is not the message. The message is very, very simple. It's just one part to the message. It's work the steps in entire abstinence. And this is why I was unable to recover. I didn't even know what recover was. I mean, for me, it was just abstinence. You know, the tools and the slogans were helping me to uh, work a program of abstinence, and in the end, I didn't even have abstinence. Um, It wasn't until, um, uh, I don't know, nine nine years later that I, I, I was taken to the big book, and I was told what the message was. And the goal of the message is recovery, not abstinence. Work the steps in entire abstinence, and then you will get recovery. And you know, as a result of that, this coming Sunday, uh, which is the beginning of um, the Jewish, the Jewish festival of deep fried sugar and flour, um, I will have five years uh, of recovering. It was five years ago on this very first day of Hanukkah, the festival of deep fried sugar and flour, that I started my journey to recover, to recovery, and it was only by the grace of God through. Um, through the 12 steps, which I worked uh, 100% entirely abstinence throughout and I've maintained throughout that I was able to get there. And so that is the integrity of the message, not any other message, but the message of the steps, and entire
1: abstinence, and with that I passed. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nessa. Melissa C., you're up next. Good morning.
14: Hi, good morning, Anita. Good morning everyone. It's Melissa She recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And um yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about how um it's pairing the integrity of the of the message of, of this book with the language of the heart. But that was I need both. <laughs> you know, I need the honest message, I need the real message, and I need it done with with love, with the language of love. And um You know, and so when I think about everything else that I've done before, including being in the rooms of OA, what's different this time um, is that I'm doing, I have both of those things. You know, um, when I first came to OA, I got a lot of love, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, That really, that did help me feel, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy, or at least, if I was crazy, I wasn't alone in my craziness. There was a, a common craziness here, and um, and that brought me tremendous comfort um, and allowed me to get honest. At least I was able to get honest, um, but it wasn't enough because I didn't have um, I didn't have the big buck, and I didn't really have the integrity of of this program. I, you know. Um, so I heard things like um, that it's self-care. I kept hearing messages of self-care, that you've got to take care of yourself, that you've got to be a little bit selfish in this program. And um, that is not true. You know, yes, I need to protect my abstinence at all costs, but that's just the beginning. You know, that, and that's certainly I can't remain in, an, in a um, self-centered position. You know, the integrity of this program meant that I needed to recover so that I could be useful and that my maintaining my abstinence and maintaining my connection to this program was so that I could give to others, not so that I could fit into a smaller size and feel really good. Um, that's a wonderful benefit, but that wasn't enough, you know. And, and then I'm just blown away about how technology um just increases the ability for me to um, have the language of the heart, and that really I am just incredibly grateful for for the technology of this meeting, for my Bluetooth, for my cell phone, for a meeting that's accessible to me um, 24 hours a day, no matter where I go, um, so that I can get... The the integrity, the real message, but that I can get the language of the heart. And I get both here. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass.
1: Thanks so
0: much, Melissa C. And, Madam,
14: good morning. You're up.
0: Madam, star one. They don't hear you if you're talking. Give him a... a, Why don't we, Kathy, are you ready?
1: Kathy Kay? Yes, I am. Uh Uh-huh. Go go for it. Okay.
15: Thanks, Anita, for your service. This is Kathy Kay recovered in Boston. And, you know, I want to also acknowledge um, the effects that technology has had on our fellowship and and certainly on my recovery. Um, I remember when I first came into OA uh, in 1993, there were no phone meetings, and I was going out to my three meetings a week. And it was wonderful. It was a great way um, to connect face-to-face and to really witness uh, eye-to-eye, the transformation that I witnessed. Um, I also saw the lack of transformation as well and was not quite sure whether I was really um, benefiting fully until I got to um, the big book studies in 2005, I guess, is when I found big book study. Um, And then my recovery really began to take off. Um, But what I want to comment on are two events that came to my mind as we read this today. Uh, One was when I was on a cruise, a 10-day cruise, and saw in the daily newsletter Friends of Bill W. And uh, I was so excited to see that and um, went to the gathering place. And for 10 days on the cruise, I found support and love and integrity of the message. And what a gift that was. Um, And whenever I travel now, I must admit that more often than not, I rely on the phone meetings because that's easier uh, when I'm in a place I don't know and I'm there and I have lots else going on. It's just easier to pick up the phone. Um, So I want to acknowledge that sometimes technology has me staying in my place and not getting out in a way that would do more service uh, for the people who I encounter. And the other issue was uh, being in my home many years ago and um, a plumber came to the house to fix something in our house and he saw my big book, on, on the coffee table, and he said to me, are you a friend of Bill W.'s? And that was an amazing experience to connect with someone totally out of the rooms of OA and to find common ground and to be able to um, smile and and share uh, good thoughts with each other. As limited as they might have been, we both acknowledged How important it was that we had our big book and our fellowship. And with that, I pass.
1: Thanks so much, Kathy Kay.
15: Matt M., are you here now?
0: Matt, press star one. No. All right. Um, Leah M., you're up. Thank you
13: very much, Anita. Appreciate that.
1: Um, while
13: our literature has preserved the integrity of the AA message, and uh, AA speak the language of the heart in all its power and simplicity, you know it's quite an obligation and a uh, a duty that we have here um, to carry this message. Because the only way the message is going to be carried that there is a solution, that there's a way out, that yes. Uh, you can uh, be freed from the madness and mayhem of compulsive overeating. The only way that that message can be carried is through the big book, through meetings such as this one. This is one example of a meeting, it happens to be a phone meeting, it's one example. And through sponsorship, there's no other way that the still suffering compulsive overeater is going to receive our message. Uh, So that is a responsibility that we have. The big book has never been changed. Nobody's been able to improve on the program of recovery described in the first edition. In all the years that have passed since the big book's first edition, no one has come up with a better solution. Ain't that something? And, you know, uh, we hear that AA and OA isn't growing as fast as it once did, and there's a lot of conjecture as to why that's true. I think it might be because we have less of the 12 steps in our meetings. So we are quite focused here. You know, although it might be perhaps entertaining to hear about uh, <laughs> the fact that, um, among other children, I'm raising three very dramatic uh, high school girls currently, and uh, my husband lost a major client from his business last night, and that perhaps might create a little financial concern. That might be interesting or entertaining, but it's not going to help someone who's still suffering. I have a responsibility. We have a, self, a way of self-preservation, and we do it out of love. We do it out of love. You know, there's no limit on God's grace. Everyone on this line has an opportunity to recover. Those who recover aren't special. We don't have special credentials. We haven't been appointed or selected by anyone. We did the work. We did the work, and each and every one of us has a special uh, godly goodness, if you will, and unique way of carrying the message, um, again, in a focused, in a focused uh, manner. Recovery is the goal. Recovery is the objective. I no longer, um, sit in a car in a dark parking lot binging my brains out until my eyeballs hurt, um, wishing, you know, for a different way of life. I live a different way of life today. We say that this is a program of attraction. New people aren't going to be attracted to people who are simply not <laughs> binging. You know, the the goal of this program is a spiritual awakening that will change our lives, that will produce a personality change sufficient to make us recover, to make us happy, joyous, and free. I certainly want that for you. And with that I pass.
15: Thanks
1: so much, Leah. M. Um, well with this last minute, I'm Anita J and I wanna say ditto ditto to everything. But the one thing, the word depth and weight that the sponsor had, get it That the because I did this process in the 90s. And while it gave me a wonderful fourth and fifth step, I never heard the depth and weight that this is a way of life, that this becomes, you aren't the same, Anita, when you go through the same, when you do this all the way through. That did not happen in the 90s. It's happened now. You know what? It's never too late. It's never too late. And with that, I pass. And we've reached the end of this meeting and the end of the forward to the fourth edition. So tune in next, tune in tomorrow. Look where we are, the doctor's opinion. So thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And we'll now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And will Julia please read a vision for you?
8: Hi, this is Julia, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick.